The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Welcome everyone to the NBA gambling podcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network. It is is monday april 24th currently 1107 on the east coast here to recap the action from the nba on sunday and discuss the two games on the schedule uh tonight in the nba playoffs we have the milwaukee bucks and the miami heat and then the memphis grizzlies and the la lakers both teams looking to even up the series but joining me here here to help me break it down there's only a few people know that can embrace the life of villainy. Dylan Brooks is not one of those guys, but my co-host, he is. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? How you doing, brother? I am great. I am living. I am coming off of a sweep of a day on a Sunday. Very good Sunday for us. Cash the Kings plus seven and a half. Cash Minnesota on the money line. And uh, well, I actually don't think I gave out that one. I think I might have gave out the Mike Conley one. I don't know. One of these shows, I said Minnesota Money Line. No, I think that was the SGP show. Minnesota Money Line. We we get it. It was a gut call there. 90% of the money. 95% of the money. Can't never back 95% of the money. No, you can't. I almost blew it for you. Almost, they had a 12-point lead with like 250 left. But uh, Anthony Edwards took over uh, mm-hmm. in the o- overtime game for the uh, Real alpha mentality rules. there. Yeah. Uh, but they'll extend the series another day. Uh, oh, sorry, Detroit. Denver has a three to one game lead. They'll head back to Denver for game five. Um, we'll just kind of recap what we saw yesterday. Uh, we'll just kind of take it game by game and then we can uh, get into the games for tonight. Um, that first game on the schedule yesterday was the New York Knicks, uh, in Madison Square Garden, uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They do take care of business against the Cavs, they get a 102 93 victory against the Cavaliers to take a three games to one lead as the series will now head back to Cleveland, Uh, Cleveland with their backs against the wall. But this was a, I think a great team victory. I guess we can say for the uh, New York Knicks, especially in that second half where the Cavs did come back. They did take the lead, but it was really that fourth quarter where I honestly thought that it was a, it took all five of those guys to win that ball game. I mean, Josh Hart was a monster, uh, in that fourth quarter, Jalen Brunson did his thing. Uh, Mitchell Robinson had a great game. Uh, RJ Barrett had a great game as well. Despite him being 0 of 6 from three-point land, uh, he finished the game with 26 points of 9 and eight, nine of 18 shooting from the floor. Um, and then Obi Toppin, he was in that final group to close out the game. Uh, had a, some key offensive rebounds between him and Josh Hart. But uh, your Knicks, 102-93 victory, three games to one lead here, Terrell. Uh, any takeaways from this game? Yeah, that the Knicks are legit. And I think that the biggest takeaway is takeaway that nobody's talking about and all the capital that the Cavs paid for Donovan Mitchell 
And if it was the Knicks, that would be front page news right now. All the capital that the Knicks would have paid for Donovan Mitchell, and they're down three games to one in the first round. Yep. When they had home court advantage. So, uh, I mean, you look at them five for 18, 0 for 4 from three, 11 points in that game. And that's the guy you traded Lori Marketing, who I don't think they've given out most improved yet. But, Not yet. But it looks like it's between him and SGA for most improved. You gave up four or five different picks over the next, you know, six, seven years. Whereas, the Knicks just go out there and they just spend money and sign Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson, as predicted, is the talking point of this series. When he's on, he's on and the Knicks win games. And yep. when he's not, it, sh- it shows that, you know, how much of a contribution he adds, especially when Julius Randle has yet to show up to this playoff series. Mm-hmm. And so that was the reasoning for getting him. Now you get a 50% shooting 50, 50% from the field last night, 11 for 22, 5 for 9 from 3, 29 points, 6 and 6. It, it, that's all the series is about. It's about Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is that good. When he's on, the Knicks are going to win. Yeah, and I mentioned this when we, you know, we did the preview here on our show, and then also with uh, Sean and Ryan. That I think the difference was going to be who do you trust more in that fourth quarter? Is it going to be Jalen Brunson? Is it going to be Donovan Mitchell? And it's right now it's been a night and day difference that it's been Jalen Brunson. He's been that guy for this New York Knicks team. So give a lot of credit to uh, you no know, Jalen Brunson and, the, and that Knicks team. But also I think you have to give credit to Tom Thibodeau yesterday that he just decided to bench Julius Randle because he wasn't having a great game. Um, and they ended up getting the victory. But at some point, they're going to need Julius Randle to step up, uh, whether that's if they do wrap up this series, that's in round two. Uh, but at some point, they are going to need him to step up. So uh, we'll see what transpires in game five uh, between these two teams. Any other takeaways for this game? No, I'm good. All right, and then the next game we had on the board uh, was probably – it has been the most exciting series so far. Uh, Sacramento Kings – and the Golden State Warriors. Warriors sneak out the victory here, 126-125. Harrison Barnes had the opportunity to win the game. He got a pretty clean look um, at the end of the game, uh, but it did just didn't fall for him. But the Golden State Warriors do get the victory, 126-125. Each team has won both of their home, uh, home floor games. Right now it is at 2-2. Two and two. The series will shift back for game five to Sacramento. Uh, this game, I think, I think what the conversation really was is in that fourth quarter where Golden State looked like they were in control, and then um, Seth Curry pulls the Chris Webber situation and calls a timeout where they didn't have one, leading to the free throw made by Malik Monk and then a three-pointer by De'Aaron Fox, which I believe it cut it to one point uh, mm-hmm. at that point. And then um, Warriors go down the floor, don't get the basket, Kings get the rebound. Uh, and like I mentioned, that uh, Harrison Barnes misses a, a game-winning three-pointer for them. But another game, De'Aaron Fox, 40 minutes played, 14 of 31 from the floor, 38 points for him. Keegan Murray uh, had himself a great game for uh, He mm-hmm. uh, finally found himself 23 points for him. He was 5 of 7 from three-point land. And then for the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steph Curry doing Steph Curry things. Finished the game up with 32 points. Come on, Looney, again, a monster on the glass. He finished up with 14 rebounds. Clay Thompson had a good game as well, 26 points on 9 of 15 shooting. And Jordan Poole finished the game with 22 points as well. Um, 
there's gonna be a fun series throughout. I think this one may just go to seven games with I think maybe the home team winning all four games. But uh what was your takeaway from this game, if anything? Yeah, uh Steve Kerr's his rotation entirely. And I mean he's kept it with between the same six guys for the most part. A little bit of Dante DiVincenzo in there, but Draymond coming off the bench after that uh, suspension. And Draymond had a good game. I think I lost you here, Terrell. We'll wait for Terrell to get back. Um, let's see here. Uh, all right, so let me kind of take over here before I get Terrell back here. But, um, yeah, the Warriors last night, I mean, or the afternoon, I should say, I think this series is going to be the one of those series that just comes down to seven games. And, you know, we talked a lot about how the Warriors have struggled on the road this season. Um, and I think that's kind of transpired in the first game for them uh, as far as, or the first two games, as we talked about how they just struggled on the road. I think what they finished up 11 to 30 uh, during the regular season. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I think this was a great game uh, for the Kings. I think they bounced back here nicely. Obviously, they get the cover at seven and a half, which I thought was kind of ludicrous myself. But uh, Draymond Green, I think the bigger story for the Warriors was that he decided to come off the bench. He had that conversation with uh, Mike Brown and, or sorry, with uh, Steve Kerr before the game of bringing him off the bench. Um, but didn't have a great shooting night, but again, he he was still effective on the defensive end of the floor. <laughs> the funny part was when Draymond Green checked into the game after um, he did come off of the bench, like within 30 seconds, he picked up a technical foul because him and De'Aaron Fox were kind of going back and forth, um, just chirping at each other a little bit. But nonetheless, both teams have defended the home court here. Uh, 126-125 final for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And the series will shift back to um, Sacramento for game five. Uh, All right, before we continue the conversation here, uh, let me tell everyone about uh, Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized sunglasses, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've ever worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have a they have your back long after you make your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you stop shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Race is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRace.com, use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Again, ShadyRace.com, promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, all right, sure. We lost you there for a second. I see that you are back now. Uh, you want to finish your thoughts on that Warriors game? Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I cut off at, where I left off at. Oh, uh, you're right. The point I was uh, trying to make is that the Draymond. Kings and 
Draymond, yeah, the, the Kings and the Warriors are just really good. Like, that's ultimate. Like, both of these teams are really good. And uh, I just think that they, while it was a rash assumption, uh, excuse me, a rash assumption that the Warriors were going to come in completely dominate these series, the Kings have shown that even in a loss, they're going to compete. It doesn't matter, you know, that one loss was more fluky of they just weren't able to hit shots, but they're going to compete night in and night out. And I think this is going to be a close series the rest of the way. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I would I don't think anybody will be surprised if this series does go seven games. But um, kind of getting to the nightcap here, Boston Celtics uh, in game four, they do take care of business. They take a three one lead one twenty nine one twenty one final. Uh, in the in favor of the Boston Celtics, they do get the cover. The game flies over the total. Um, another brilliant night for um, the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They both combined for 62 points last night. Not the greatest of shooting nights for Jason Tatum. He was eight of 20 from the floor, four of 13 from three point land. Um, but Jalen Brown had a really good game. 42 minutes, 12 of 22 from the floor, three of four from three point land as well. Uh, they did get contributions from the bench as well. Robert Williams in 29 minutes last night, 13 points, 15 rebounds off the bench. And then Malcolm Brogdon, uh, 14 points um, off the bench as well. Atlanta, we just knew that they just are not a very good defensive team. Um, it was going to take them to outscore uh, the uh, Boston Celtics. They did that in game three where they put up, I believe it was 130 points um, mm-hmm. for them to get that victory. But they just don't have an answer right now for this offense. Um, so this year's series will shift back to Boston. Boston looking to close it out on their home floor. Uh, but do you have any takeaways from this game? No, not really. I mean, I, we got the competitive game that I thought we was going to get. It just came, you know, a couple of points over the line that we needed. But this was a competitive game. Atlanta was in it. They didn't think that they weren't in it. And they were able to keep scoring over 231 caches with these yeah. Uh, and the last game of the night, uh, it was the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets. Um, Denver came into this game, obviously, with a 3-0 lead. They were looking to close it out. But I think you got to give credit where credit is due, especially I do, because I did pick Denver yesterday uh, to uh, get the sweep. But uh, Minnesota fought last night, man. It was really led by their superstar player, or the future superstar player, I should say, um, Anthony Edwards last night. He finished the game with 34 points, 12 of 27 from the floor. Um, and from the really from the get-go, they they were in this game, man. Um, third quarter, I think, was the well, this it was a tale of two half two quarters in the second half, I should say. Third quarter. Minnesota outscores Denver 32-22, um, and the offense kind of sputtered for them in that fourth quarter where they did have a double-digit lead, did the Minnesota Timberwolves with about less than three minutes left. Uh, I think Denver went on a 12-0 run to close out the game, if I'm not mistaken. Did have an opportunity to hit a game-winning shot in the fourth quarter at end of regulation, uh, but weren't able to do it. But at that point, you're kind of in your stomach. You're like, okay, Denver's probably going to win this game because all the momentum was with them going into overtime. But uh, give credit to Anthony Edwards in that overtime. Uh, they outscored the Denver Nuggets 18-12 to uh, to get the victory at home. Still three, to get, three games to one lead here, Terrell, for Denver. They'll head back to Denver looking to close it out on their home floor. But um, 
I know you picked Minnesota on the money line. They got the job done. Any takeaways from this game? Uh. No, I mean Mike Conley got there for me as well. The over two and a half threes at plus one fifty. I I think that basically it went how I went how I thought, and just a good gut play call on fate in the public, and just fading all that money on one side, and the Timberwolves just saying, hey, you know, we're gonna come out here and we're gonna like it's our lives. It's literally our lives. We can extend this series one more game. Let's go ahead and do it. And so now they're on a date back to Denver. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think Denver will close it out in in five games. But again, uh, give them credit for fighting back, especially in overtime, uh, to uh, get on the board and um, at least uh, give themselves a fighting chance uh, in this series. Uh, all right. Before we get into the two games here for tonight, Terrell, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player props than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also uh, already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And it's also uh, NFL Draft Week. A lot of great content is going to be happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And part of SGPN's Draft Week, SGPN is holding a free NFL Draft Props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. Again, that's uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right, Terrell, we got uh, two games on the schedule here tonight, my man. Um both of the competitive series, I guess we can say, two-one uh, lead right now for the Mil- uh, sorry for the Miami Heat over the Milwaukee Bucks, and then we have the Lakers with a two-one lead against the Memphis Grizzlies. Both teams looking to even up the series in the Milwaukee Bucks and the Memphis Grizzlies. So let's start with the first game on the board here tonight. It's going to be a I believe it's a six thirty start here tonight. Yes, six thirty Central, seven thirty on the East Coast. Milwaukee Bucks in Miami to take on the Miami Heat. Currently, as it stands right now, Terrell, we have a spread of six and a half is the updated number now. Six, six and a half uh, is a number right now for the Milwaukee Bucks on the spread. Total is currently sitting at 216, 216 and a half, depending on your shop. Money line minus 265 for the Bucks and plus 225 for the home underdogs here for the Miami Heat. Obviously, the big story in this series, Terrell, is the status of Giannis. Um, I did see some reports yesterday that he was doing some one-on-one individual activity um, as of Sunday. Officially listed as questionable here tonight uh, for this game of four. But um, let's start with the spread here, Terrell. Minus six in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. What are you thinking about this game? I mean, for me, it's just like, do we like? Is Giannis gonna play? Yeah, we've seen this this Milwaukee Bucks team three different times go into Miami without Giannis, and they've lost all three games. Yep. And so here we are. It's the same situation again. Is Giannis gonna be there? I assume that he's gonna play. 
And so that already makes me want to go ahead and lean over to the Milwaukee side. So sorry and, to interrupt you. Giannis will play tonight. Okay, so it just came in that he is playing. Yeah, it was about 30 minutes ago. Right All right, so – yeah. Okay, so yeah, then we're good to go. Giannis is playing tonight. I'm going to take my chances with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to take my chances with the better team that I feel like has a lot more scoring op- options to go with the ball, including Giannis, whereas – on Miami, I don't think you talked about it, but I see a questionable tag here for Jimmy Butler. I see a probable tag for Bam Adebayo. These are two guys that we know play banged up over the course of the season. And if anything is off in either one of their games, this is not even going to be close. This is going to be a complete route by the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm going to, it's a lot of points. We're getting the butt end of the number, but I'll take my chances. I'm going with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks here. Yeah, it just kind of feels like, like a zigzag you know, kind of theory here that, yeah. you know, Miami came out, punched the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in the mouth in game one, game two, without Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks responded. The backup quarterback game. Yeah. yeah backup quarterback the, game where the he backup quarterback game, you get that first yards. win. You get that first win. He throws, yeah. yeah, throws for some crazy 300, 400 yards. You get that first win. And then the next game they come out and you remember, oh yeah, this guy is a backup quarterback. And that yeah. is why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%, man. Yeah. We'll see how effective Giannis is. Obviously, you know, we know Giannis. Like if he is, if he's not able to be out there, he's not going to be out there, but he's going to do everything he can to be out there for his team, obviously, especially in the playoffs. So um, you have a full squad here for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. I expect them to, like you mentioned, just come out and and um, just just beat the heck out of Miami Heat here tonight. So I could easily see this as a double-digit victory for the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, sorry, for the Milwaukee Bucks here tonight. So minus six and a half for sure here for Milwaukee. I'll also take a look at their first half. I think they come out. Um, right out of the gate, maybe if we want to do first quarter and first half, and if you like full game, maybe a trifecta spot uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks here tonight. But yeah, officially Giannis is in, which gets it to the total uh, two sixteen right now. Terrell, uh, shockingly, we've seen this uh, series have points being put up. Um, I'm trying to yeah. pull up the exact numbers of how many points have been put up in this series. Um, so the first game had two forty seven. Second game had 260, and then game three ended up with 220 points. So all three games have gone over the total here so far. Um, What are your thoughts on the total? I I don't know how I can. If I play an under, If I play an under, it's going to be Miami team total under. Okay. And I think that's the only way I could play it because I think there's a possibility that the Bucks could walk into one. I mean, we've seen Miami give up 120, you know, 125 per, rather easily to teams. Uh, I think the updated price is just because Giannis is in, but I still think that they can have like a different, like this is do or die. You don't want to go down three, one, you know, going back home. Yeah. I think that might be probably one of the better situations to be down three, one in, but you don't want to be down three, one in a series at all. So this feels like kind of a must win game. And I think they pull out all the stops on the defensive end and really force the ball out of Jimmy Butler's hands and say, Hey, one of these other guys really has to beat us today. Jimmy Butler has been destroying us this entire series. Yeah. If we're going to get the ball out of his hand, whether it be trap, whether it be whatever it may be and force somebody else to make plays. And they have a lot of good guys, 
is it a lot of good guys that are going to stand up and make plays all, you know, throughout the entire course of the game? I don't think so. So I, I'll take Miami team total under. And I guess I kind of like the under for the game, but that that's that's the safe way that I feel playing the total, the Miami team total under. I think Miami had really struggled to score the basketball today. Yeah, I think that and on the flip side, you can just look at it if you think that, you know, Bucks just come out and play well here tonight that you probably want to look at their team total to go over because yeah, the team that has won uh, each of the games so far through the series have scored at least 120 points. Two of the three games, the Miami Heat won in game one. Uh, they put up 130. Bucks came back with 138, and then Miami scored 121 in their victory. So, um, yeah, I can see a, a, a definitely a scenario where defensively Milwaukee – Puts the clamps down. I can you can easily see this game going like ninety nine to like one sixteen something in that realm, right? Um, so I'm there with you. I, I or I'm with you on the full game under, but I really do like the Bucks team total over here tonight. Just think that they'll come out and play really well. Let's get over to some player props in this game. Throw anything that you are looking at. Um, let's see here. I'm going back to my guy. In a big pivotal game, he's always come through for me. I think that he'll come off the bench and do the same thing for me. Bobby Portis, I don't have a line for him yet, but knowing how the books have been doing it, it'd probably be at about 10 and a half, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I think Bobby Portis, again, the matchup's just coming off the bench, especially with the compromised Bam out of bio. He just has, he really, really can walk into a nice, easy day off of the bench, seeing how there's not much resistance on the inside of the paint for him. So, yeah, I'm going back to my guy, Bobby Portis. I like his points, and I like his rebounds. Uh, don't know, don't have that number now, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be rather conservative when they release it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drew Holiday. He's just – every time I bet on his uh, player props, I mean, I feel like it's stealing candy from the store, man. He's just been so good to me when I, I bet on his player props. I do like his assist here tonight. It is at 7.5 with a little bit of vig at minus 135 on the over. I know he didn't get there in game three um, for the Bucks, but prior to that, and this dates back to the regular season as well, he had four straight games where he had double-digit assists mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And I think that if – we'll see if there's a minutes limitation on uh, Giannis here tonight. Um, if he plays, I don't know, 25, 27, 28 minutes, we'll see. I don't know if there will be. I haven't seen any reports of that yet, but – you know, Drew Holiday has just been one of the more consistent guys throughout the season, especially in playoff runs uh, for the um, for the Milwaukee Bucks. So over seven and a half on his assist prop for me. Uh, anything else for player props? Uh, let's see here. What is? Oh, no, that's a little low. All right. Never mind. I was going to see uh, Gabe Vincent, either PRA or his three pointers. Um. He only played 18 minutes in game one. Oh, sorry, in game three. Uh, one of five from the floor. He was only 0 of one. I don't know if he, I don't think he left with an injury, but uh, games one and game two, he knocked down at least four three point shots in each of those games. He was four of five from the floor in game one and then four of nine in game two. Uh, his three point prop right now is at two and a half at plus one. Where'd he go? Plus 125. So maybe worth a look there. Uh, I got one more I might look yeah. at for the Heat. Let's see. Let's pull these numbers up. Is Kevin Love worth any interest at all? He's got 
Do they put up the total charges for him yet? No, they have not. We are still waiting for that prop. I think they understand that there's no way they're going to win, no matter what. Laker set it at 100, and he's probably going to cash over 100 total (laughs) charges. So I think they've realized that they're not going to cash that prop, no matter what. Uh, We see here, game one, he had eight rebounds, game two, three rebounds, game three, seven rebounds. Pretty solid production for a number that's at over five and a half. He's gotten there twice already. And like I said, I don't think they have – they're going to need to play him because they don't have much size to really combat everybody that they're throwing out there for you, for the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not sure I, if I'm there on a three-point prop yet. I was interested, but the rebounds prop feels kind of safe for Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you talked about how Bam Adebayo is – you know, he's, he's a little bit gimpy. He's a little bit injured, right? So – how effective is he going to be? And we've seen that Kevin Love, like you mentioned there, he's he's gotten the minutes. I know game two he didn't get the minutes, but it was really a blowout situation where yeah. he only played 11 minutes, right? But at least uh, if he's going to play he, at least Every game minutes, he got over 20 minutes, he got yeah. over his props. So. Yeah, and that's the key number. Like if he plays 20 minutes, he's going to get over this number for sure. So, um, And what you discussed throughout that, the some of the injuries that they are dealing with on the Miami Heat side right now that he may just play – um, that 20 minute mark and, and get over this number. So yeah, a hundred percent. That's a great point that you brought up. Um, JR pointing out defensive stats though. Yeah, man, those have been really good to me so far in this playoffs, whether it's been Anthony Edwards and Anthony Davis uh, steals and blocks. Probably those are a lot of fun. He's uh, asking or saying Caleb, uh, Caleb Martin steals um, for tonight. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that for sure. Let's see here. Caleb Martin, uh, Nothing in game one, one steal in game two, two steals in game three. Yep, like that. Uh, he's got a lot of, he's gotten a lot of minutes and had some really good contribution 15, 15, and 12 in the past three games as well. Mm-hmm. So, Caleb Martin, yeah, if you're, if you're able to contribute on the offensive side of floor and add defensively, you're going to play a lot of minutes in this series. And that opens up the opportunity to get more steals. Uh, he, his points prop is at nine and a half tonight. That's interesting. Yeah, I, he's 15, 15, and 12 in this series, and he's at nine and a half for the points prop. How many threes has he made? Um, hold on. He has game one, two for three, game two, two for four, one for five, and game three. Okay. So not much there. Uh, he's at one and a half at plus 190 for his threes here tonight. Oh, well, I think that's worth it. He's been getting attempts. He's gotten yeah. two, three. Attempts has been going up two, four, five. You just got to hit him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything ball. else? Anything else for this game? Uh, no. That's it. All right. Second game of the night, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. They are in L.A. Looking to even up the series. Lakers got game three on their home floor, uh, and now we have the Grizzlies looking to even up the series. John Moran did return in game three. For the Memphis Grizzlies, where he had an absolutely fantastic game for the Memphis Grizzlies. But tonight, currently, as the line stands, Lakers are, again, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite in this game. Total is currently sitting at 221-and-a-half. That number just went up. Let me update this banner. But, uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus four-and-a-half in favor of the Lakers. Thinking of zigzag again, or the Lakers take a 3-1 lead? Hmm. I think this has been the hardest game 
to handicap of the entire think that yeah, I think this is like one of the harder ones to handicap over the entire sleep of games we've been having. So I don't think Memphis goes lying down. Because last game was the ultimate and it ended up being just a 10 point loss. Mm-hmm. But was there any point in that game? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as the game before that, where they were in Memphis, because that was a 10 point loss, too. Was there any point in time between the game in Memphis and the game in L.A. where you felt like the other team was actually going to win the game? Like, no, there was no point in that in that Lakers game. There was no point where you're like, oh, the Lakers are actually going to get this done unless you had a pregame bet on the Lakers. But very quickly into the game, it was like, no. They don't look like they're in this, and their heart wasn't in it. They may have gone on runs at times, but they weren't ever going to win that game. It's the same thing for Memphis. Even with 45 points by Ja, they absolutely got steamrolled in, what was it, one of the largest first-quarter margins of victory in in playoff history. I, I feel like that there is a reaction, and there's a positive reaction by Memphis in this to come in a lot stronger, especially with Ja, and get off to a better start and start being more aggressive on the defensive end in terms of not allowing the Lakers to just open up the game however they want. Mm -hmm. Does it lead to a win, though? I'm not certain. (laughs) But I do like the points. I think the points are enough for me. I'll take Memphis plus four and just trusting that I expect the the role players for Memphis to have a lot better game, even though they do struggle and they have struggled on the road. I think that second game around in L.A., understanding the position you're in, especially with the history that of this Memphis team being in this position and giving up an early game in a series already, and now you kind of feel like you're playing from behind the entire way, I think that you'll get a better contribution from uh, at least Dylan Brooks on the defensive side of the ball. I think Jaron Jackson offensively can have a better game this game, and it'll really help solve the problems. Like Tyus Jones came off the bench. He gave him 0 for 7 off the bench. Like they had, what was this? Minimal six points from Aldama, two from Roddy, four from Luke Kennard. Like you got to get better bench production than that. I think everybody else steps up a little bit, and at very at the very least keeps the game close for Memphis. I'll take Memphis plus four and a half. I think the interesting part has been, and maybe it's just been coincidence, but the three games that they played during the regular season and the three games that they've played in the playoffs so far, the team that has won the first quarter has gone on to win the game. So it might just be a coincidence that, that it's mm-hmm. like that. But um, I, I think, yeah, you're right. that I think that will obviously, after what transpired in game three in that first quarter where Memphis only scored nine points, that they know that we have to come out and play a lot better than we did uh, in the first quarter uh, than we did in game three. So I I think that for me, it'll be, I do like the under in this game. I know we'll get to the total here in a second, but again, it it goes back to the fact that the Grizzlies are what? Oh, in 16 in the last 16 games as a away underdog. But um, I think they'll come out and play with that desperation here tonight. Um, I think they can cover the number. I think this game will be closer than and the games have been so far through at least the first three games. Um, it may just come down to one possession at the end of the game. So 
I'm with you. I like the points here. I'm going to take the points at plus four and a half. Would I be shocked if the Lakers win this game? No. Or would I be shocked if they the Grizzlies cover the number? No. Um, so I uh, my more favorite play, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies in the first quarter uh, of this game. I'm trying to pull up what that number is exactly for the Grizzlies in the first quarter. Um, let's see here. Quarters. All right, here we go. Uh, Memphis first quarter is currently plus one and a half. The money line is plus 120. So I'll take the Grizzlies in the first quarter. I do like them full game as well. So um, Grizzlies first quarter for me. Terrell, thoughts on the total? 221 and a half right now. Oh. Uh, so since that game one, we have gotten two straight unders in this one a lot better. And and to be expected, these two teams were very solid, at least the Lakers after the trade. Very solid defensive teams. Um Two twenty-one and a half. I really don't. I really don't know where I want to go with this one. I feel like if the Grizzlies are going to win this game, it has to be an under game. Like I think I feel like it's kind of correlated. Uh, I don't know because I can see the the Grizzlies winning a shootout as well. Like they have a lot of people that can go to for scoring basketball. I. I think I will lean over very small. I really don't feel good about the total. I think it could really, really go either way. I just think that Memphis comes out with more of a desire to be play a lot better team basketball in terms of offensive in their half-court sets and being able to score without just John Morant driving and doing John Morant things. And so if we increase the scoring by Memphis, I think L.A. is able to keep up. So. I will go ahead and take it over. Memphis during the regular season in a game where they did take a loss are 20 and 12 in the next game towards the under. Um, so about 62 and a half percent toward the under where they took a mm-hmm. loss in their previous game. So I'll go with the under. I, I think this will be another type of game that we saw. Um, I think the defensive intensity will definitely be up in this game. So I'm going to go with the under in this game. Um, Let's go to some player props, Terrell, in this game. Uh, what do you like? Okay. Well, what did Vanderbilt do last night? That's one guy that I've met. Not last night, but the last game. That's one guy that I forgot to go back and check his stats for. So Vandy in the last game. Yeah, over, not, yeah, over. yeah one point. I think it's because he's handling, like, John Morant. Yeah, he was in foul that's why he's, as well. Yeah. And that that really keeps them all keeps them busy, and it opens up Anthony Davis a lot more under the rim for rebounds. To be honest, he had 17 that last one. I think he could have something similar, a really good rebounding day as well. LeBron, I think I like LeBron rebounds the most, though. We're probably getting the better of the two numbers. More than I, I'm pretty certain we're getting the better of the two numbers. And it opened. LeBron has been willing to be one of the main rebounders for this team, definitely hanging out about below the rim, trying to get the fast break started and run the floor and kind of set his other guys up in transition. So LeBron's at nine and a half at minus 105. I think mm-hmm. I will go ahead and take LeBron to be over nine and a half rebounds at minus 105. That's play number one. The Vanderbilt prop is, I think, the steals and blocks for him is at plus one, is at one and a half at plus 115. 
Okay. And he had in game three five. Had, yeah, five and in the game two he had three. Yeah, holy crap. He had yeah. two Yeah, two steals, three blocks. Yeah, and this is just a combination of both. Well, like if he gets one of each or two of And each, that's in and that's money. in a foul trouble game. He yeah. only got twenty one minutes and he had five. Yeah, that's a that's a really good play. I like that. That is yeah. a great play. So he's at one and a half at plus one fifteen. I like that. Uh Rui Achamora threes. Um one and a half is at plus one thirty-five. He's been um the spark really off the bench for this uh Lakers team. Saw what he did in game one uh against the Grizzlies, where he went five of six, but he's knocked down at least two. In all three games, I know last game he only got up two attempts, but he's getting the minutes. We know he's going to get the minutes. He'll get around 25 to 30 mm. uh, for sure for Rui Achimura. Um, and he finds himself um, – he finds ways to fi- get himself open is what I'm trying to say. You know, whether that's, you know, LeBron, you know, getting to the basket and finding a shooter like uh, Achimura to get those threes off or whether Anthony Davis gets doubled and he's able to kick it out to one of these shooters. So – I don't hate that at plus 135 for uh, Rui Achimura here tonight as far as his threes go. Um, those are the on, I was looking at. What else you got? I'm on Luke Kennard. I think this is potentially a really, really big Luke Kennard game. And in terms of they need to add some additional scoring, mm-hmm. and they know him as a guy that, especially with all the dribble drives that they have going on in his team and everybody that's able to get to the – get to the painted area, be able to draw an extra defender and spread the ball around that Luke Kennard can find himself open from three a couple of times and be able to uh, be an X factor coming off of the bench and add that addition. I told you the scoring is not good off the bench last game. And Mm -hmm. so I'm expecting to see a bigger contribution there. And I think it can be a Luke Kennard. So over one and a half threes is at minus 160. I actually kind of like him to hit three, at least three. Yeah, I can get behind that for sure. Um, I was trying to – I mean, just talk about Luke Kennard. He's kind of been filling it up for rebounds and assists as well. Um, he only had three in the first game combined, but uh, game two, he had six rebounds, one assist, three rebounds, three assists in game three. So, I obviously, I don't think that number will be too high for him, um, but he does get the minutes – for sure, he's averaging 25 minutes per game over the first three games of the series. So um, he did get three out of four in game two where uh-huh. they did get the victory. Um, so I'm interested. I don't, I don't think they'll double John Moran here. But again, the, the the opportunities for these guys like David Roddy and Luke Kennard to knock down these threes is definitely going to be there tonight. So, yeah, I, I can I can get behind that one as well. Um, anything else? No, I'm good. All right, so let's get over to our lock and dog for the Monday night games. Two games on the schedule here tonight. Terrell, you want to lead us off here, my man? What do you got? All right. Let's see here. I feel like the day after a sweep is always when all the pressure is on because people probably didn't listen to you when you slept. Now they're like, oh, man, he's going to go out there and do it. All right. I don't have Bobby Portis to lean on for the lock. That is very disappointing here. Uh, okay. 
I am going to yikes. Do I trust Braun? No, no. No, I don't just go Braun, do I? Yikes. Alright. It's it's Milwaukee. It's gotta be Milwaukee. Milwaukee. It's gotta be Milwaukee. Yeah, it's Milwaukee. Alright, I'm going with Milwaukee minus seven. All right. I, I think that with Giannis in the lineup, it's, a, it's literally a completely different team. And now that gives them the spark. And plus, I already feel like that they have the better team. I think Milwaukee can really, you know, zigzag theory. They had they got blew out last game. This is the game that they come back, come back and blow them out. I have another good one for Milwaukee. Milwaukee minus seven. That'll be my lock. Okay. For my dog. Let's see here. Do I have a number on Luke Kennard? For his, let me see if they have one for his alt threes. I doubt they do, but let's see. Uh, not yet. Let me check another book. Uh, Luke Kennard. No, I don't see him here. Let's see. I don't see it on DraftKings. I'll say that much. Um, let's go to okay. FanDuel. No, I don't see it on FanDuel. All right. No. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, we got everybody else go. for him. Let's go to. No, that's a my dang. Braun is minus one ten for a double double. Well, I guess because it's, it wasn't nine and a half. Dang, I thought I was gonna get some plus money on that. Okay. Let's see here. Who's another guy that I really think could step up? And I think it's really Tyus Jones and just being able to keep that offense flowing. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, four plus me three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dylan Brooks, four plus me three. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it. Tyus Jones to get six assists is plus 410. Okay. And when I talk about, you know, the the scoring being up for Memphis, it, it comes from that bench unit as well. And him being able, like his facilitation and how he's been playing, able to uh, keep, especially when Ja comes out of the game, keep everybody else rolling, like keep the offense flowing and not just scoring for him, being able to score himself, but to set other people up. And so I think that Tyus Jones is going to have a role to be able to do that in this game, especially when Ja comes off the bench. Now, we did see him in the one game without Ja. He had eight, but in two games with them, he did have three both times. I'm expecting to meet somewhere in the middle with that. And Tyus Jones have a really another good game facilitating off the bench and possibly getting Luke Kennard going. So Tyus Jones, six assists plus 410. I know that's a juicy one, so you can bring it down if you want. All right. Um, for my lock, I am going to go with Bucks first quarter. I think it was minus two, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure there's one and a half out there, but right now, see, DraftKings has minus two uh, mm -hmm. for the uh, first quarter for the Bucks. I'm going to go there. I think, again, uh, this team will come out and play desperate. 
They don't, like we mentioned, they don't want to go down 3-1. Get Giannis back here tonight. I think, obviously, you know, that only boosts the morale of this team. But even without him, I think, you know, we've seen it multiple times throughout the season that they're a great team even without him. But I think they'll come out and make a statement here tonight in the first quarter. I think this might be a wire-to-wire victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, So minus Mm -hmm. two in the first quarter, Milwaukee Bucks. For my dog, um, and the books finally caught up to this one because I was cashing this in the first three games where Anthony Davis's rebound, sorry, blocks and steals were being priced at four and a half, but um, it was at plus money. They finally caught up. It's at minus 105 now. So I'm going to go with the guy that we did talk about, Jared Vanderbilt, over mm-hmm. one and a half uh, steals and blocks combined at plus 115 here tonight. Um, we talked about he was in foul trouble in game three for the Lakers, uh, but still was able to get over this projection. Um, obviously, offensively, they don't really need him. It's where defensively they need him, whether he's guarding, um, if it's Jaron Jackson Jr., he can guard all five positions, in my opinion, honestly. So, um, and we've seen in the games, at least, you know, two out of the three games that he's gotten over this projection pretty fairly easily. So, Steals and blocks combined over one and a half. I don't care if he gets one of each. He gets two of one of the categories. As long as he gets her, I think he could get it done um, at plus 115. Um, Anthony Davis's blocks alone at three and a half at plus 150. I don't hate that either, but um, we know he's been filling up the defensive stat sheet as well uh-huh. for the Lakers. So Jared Vanderbilt over one and a half seals and blocks and also will be on Anthony Davis's uh, blocks here tonight. Three and a half over at plus 150. All right, Terrell, that is going to do it, my man, for this Monday episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, no. I appreciate everybody. Hit the like button as we talked about. And... um. Follow me at really real underscore underscore. I'm about to go record my other show, Heartwood Culture Podcast. So uh, make sure you follow that as well. But other than that, I have nothing else to say. All right. Yeah. Make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter and Instagram at really real under, un, underscore underscore. Definitely check out his newest podcast. Uh, he's been crushing it over there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at sports nerd eight two four. More importantly, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel channel here on um, the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. Appreciate each and every one of you that either watches us live, interacts with us in the uh, YouTube chat, or just listens um, on your respective part, podcast player. So definitely appreciate you guys. Um, and again, follow us on Twitter as well at SGPNNBA. Uh, All right, we'll be back tomorrow as usual. Be myself, Scott, and Delante. We'll recap what we saw from uh, the Monday night games, and then we'll handicap the Tuesday games on the NBA playoff schedule. Good luck with your bets here tonight, guys. Let's break these books off and let it ride.